It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Looking ahead now for the Nationals to what lies ahead on the schedule this week. Juan Soto and the Padres are coming back to town. And we're going to spend a bunch of time on Thursday's pod, which will release Thursday evening. So either grab it that night or on Friday on looking back on the Juan Soto trade, how we feel about it now, how we felt about it then. But it is going to be a pretty momentous thing for this fan base that Soto, who has not had a particularly good season, he's gotten it going a little bit here recently. But it has been a disappointing stay in San Diego so far for a superstar with really high expectations. He's hitting about 250 with an 870 OPS. He's got eight home runs and 21 driven in on the year. Uh, he is hitting better, you know, 291 in his last 15 games, about 290 in his last 30. But he's just four for 24 with one home run coming into the game over his last seven. I can't wait to see him. He's a World Series hero. He's one of my favorite nationals ever. In fact, he's one of my favorite athletes ever. I just love everything about the kid and his big smile. Uh, I was on board with the trade. I thought he was never going to sign here ahead of free agency, and so I wanted to get as much back from him as possible. I think Rizzo did a really good job with that deal, and we'll talk more about that in a few days. But uh, what kind of emotions and feelings do you have about seeing Soto come back to town with San Diego? Yeah, it's still tough to see him in a Padres uniform, see him in just any other uniform. But, you know, you see guys that you got in that trade playing every single day, and C.J. Abrams, you see the guys in the minors, James Wood and those guys, and – Honestly, I'm excited Tuesday you get Mackenzie Gore taking on his old team and you Darvish on the mound. So, I mean, it, it's really tough seeing Soto do what he's done out there. He's struggled for sure. So you'd let, you know, I, I still cheer for the guy. You'd like to see him play well, but it, it's still tough. But he's always going to be a Nationals legend since 2019. And it's special to see him. And I'm sure he'll get a nice reception when he comes back to Nats Park. Oh, it's going to be awesome again. Yeah, luckily. Uh, we got to see him right at, well, I guess, luckily, I say that now. It was pretty awful at the time. But right after the trade, he came back to town, remembered in that spark, and, and we took good care of him, and he got a very nice ovation. All right, dabble down to the minor leagues for a couple of notes here. On Sunday, I was in Fredericksburg. I went and saw Cole Henry pitch. He was nails, man. Four innings of three-hit shutout ball with six strikeouts. So now in two starts, hitters are four for 24 off of him in Fredericksburg. Seven innings since coming back from thoracic outlet in a ball, 11 strikeouts, no walks, a 167 average against. Uh, it just couldn't have gone better so far. The, the key is going to be keeping him healthy. People that don't remember, he's the second round pick at LSU, who was in AAA and got shut down last year. Hopefully, he can get to the big leagues. It'll be a really fun story this summer. But I got to tell you, just watching him in Fredericksburg, I mean, those kids stood no chance. That there were. We call it a sword when you have the really gross swing, you know, pretty embarrassing, terrible swings. I was texting with him a little bit after the game and um, laughing about some of the swings, and he was being the uh, gentleman and the good sport that he is, 
you know, as if he was being challenged, but just wasn't the case. But I, I'm very interested to see what happens. Hopefully they bump him up at least to Wilmington. I would probably put him, you know, in double A at Harrisburg and, and, you know, get him another opportunity to start pitching against some better batters. Yeah, the thing for him is the health, obviously. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of track record on guys coming back from that injury. So hopefully he can stay healthy. I'm interested. You know, he's looked good in his couple of outings so far. So that gives you some hope on the, you know, just getting back to a form sort of injury after an injury. And now it's just about the longevity after an injury, just seeing as he continues to take the mound every couple of days that he can continue to be productive and get out of every outing healthy. So, I mean, from what we've seen so far, this guy's a really good arm, and hopefully we can see him at the big league level soon. And one other minor league note, Drew Millis, who'd been killing it at the double-A level with Harrisburg, has been promoted to triple-A. Uh, he's going to join us, I believe, on Thursday's pod as well. So we'll be busy uh, on that podcast. But he's hitting 340, 990 OPS on the season. Uh, he's 25. They got him from Oakland in the Jan Gomes-Josh Harrison deal, which seems like a pretty good find now. I think he's at the bottom of the top 30 in MLB pipeline, but he's just a better player than the rankings would suggest. He's had a hell of a year. Looks like a major league talent. Uh, so we'll catch up with Drew Millis coming up later this week on Bustin' Loose Baseball. Uh, anything else, Tobe, that you want to throw out there? Thoughts? Any leftovers that we have not discussed as we get into this San Diego series and then the lads hit the road to go out to Kansas City? I saw people tweeting about this, and it just shows you again how crazy 2019 is. This Nationals team is 20 and 27, which is better than 19 and 31. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's crazy to think about. It's absurd to think about that that team came back from 19 and 31. I know a lot of what we talk about with Nationals goes back to 2019, but it, it just goes to show you what a miracle season that was, and hopefully we can experience that again soon. I have not even thought about that. So this team already one more win with – Still four fewer losses than the 19 and 31 team. What a great point. What Nats at? Is that the uh, cherry that's mother, blossom? That's Mother's Day from last year. That's because it's got like the pink underbrim. Yeah. That's a good looking cat. Have they? I'm trying to think of what they've been rocking for the most part. I think still the navy blue Nats jerseys are my favorite. Uh, yeah, I really like those. I tell you what, though. Maybe it's just nostalgia as opposed to actually good looks. On Sunday, Josiah Gray on the mound, they rocked the red curly W unis again, and it feels like I haven't seen those in forever, and they just looked good. They are a good-looking uniform. And it, it is, to your point, like when something like that goes away for a little while, it's like absence makes the heart grow fonder, or whatever the hell the, the saying is. You're <laughs> right. I saw the the look, and I thought, Oh, that's clean. That's very good. I do love the Navy Blues. Honestly, I think most of their gear is fire. Like the gray cherry blossom jerseys are awesome. Yeah, Although and I, it, makes, it makes me all the more thankful that they got those right, seeing all the terrible City Connects that came out. You know, Baltimore released theirs today, and that's been pretty bad. The, the jerseys aren't as bad as I first saw them because I like the little underneath for Baltimore, but I don't know how that connects to Baltimore at all, but... I am thankful that the Nationals got it right with their cherry blossom stuff. Yeah, they're very good. The City Connects, though, like I saw some ranking. I don't know. It was just some random dude on Twitter, probably. I shouldn't care about it. But it was like top five, bottom five City Connects. And they put the Nats in the bottom five. I was like, well, you got to be kidding me. I will say, you know, I was still in Milwaukee at the time when they first released and a bunch of people thought they were ugly. I think they did a good job because the people of D.C., the people of the area, they love them. And that's really the, right. what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a uniform for the area that they love 
and all of us love it. So I, I think they did a fantastic job with it. And who knows, maybe it, <laughs> it might have caused them to have a little bit of a, a realization that they don't like the curly W anymore or something. I don't know. They're trying to use the block W more with the capital in the background too. So we'll see. The old curly W red cap. Yeah, there's still a place for it. All right, that'll do it for Bustin' Loose Baseball. So we will have Drew Millis. We will take a deep dive into the Soto deal, looking back at the decision and how we feel about it now. Uh, and we'll get a, a deeper look into the minor leagues over the week as well, coming up in our Thursday taping. Thanks for listening to Bustin' Loose Baseball. Toby, Grant, producer Darris saying so long. We're back at it in a couple of days.